One of the uh, unique traits of the Qur'an is that it constantly helps somebody to remain centered if they're already centered and if they're off balance either too far to the left or too far to the right then it recalibrates them and recenters them once again and that centering process Remaining in the middle to tread that middle path is a constant perpetual in reality a lifelong journey a lifelong process Just because somebody did good yesterday does not necessarily imply or mean that they're going to Likewise do good today and if someone does good today It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to do good tomorrow. Hopefully that is the case but there has to be this constant balance this feeling spiritually of being on our toes that we have to be mindful we have to be aware of the different words the different interactions the different whatever you name it to try to be mindful and aware of these things because all of these little things do matter and they do add up on the good side of things as well as otherwise in these in some of these ayat from surah fusilat allah makes it very clear what not to do one of one of the one of the ways that the Qur'an centers the reader, the listener, the one connecting with it, is you often find uh, opposite concepts back to back. So if you find Jahannam mentioned anywhere, either right before or right after, you're guaranteed to find a reference to Jannah. So one extreme is mentioned, so to speak, and then the other extreme is mentioned either right before or right after. And that that's one of the ways that is kind of like... Uh, if you see a bird, you know, if it if it ruffles its feathers or if maybe some water gets on it and it shakes it off, it's, it's doing that for a reason. So it's kind of like if someone is too far this way or that way, it's kind of the Qur'an shakes them to, to recenter and to recalibrate. You know, your phone, if you especially if you get a new phone or if you get a new Adhan app or a Compass app or whatever, it tells you to, to calibrate it. Right? You need to do this in order for it to function properly. That's what the Qur'an is supposed to do for the Muslim on a daily basis. Every day there's this recalibration of the heart. Every day there's this, you know, let me recalibrate just to make sure I'm going in the right direction. And there has to be that constant process. It cannot be taken for granted. In these ayat, in the few ayat that I want to touch upon, Allah makes it very clear to us, very starkly what not to do. And look at how Allah describes these people, then immediately after that you have the exact opposite. People who end up in the best of situations, the best of scenarios, with the best of rewards. But first, look at what Allah clearly maps out for us not to do. Again, the Qur'an is our navigation, it's our GPS to Jannah, so we benefit when we try to pay close attention to what we find in front of us, to what we're listening to, to what we're reading. Allah makes it very clear that for those who rejected Iman, especially at this point in time, in this context, in the life of the Prophet ﷺ in Mecca, they would constantly try to tell people, avoid the Qur'an, don't listen to the Qur'an, don't listen to the Qur'an, because they knew how powerful and effective it was. And you would think that, okay, if you recognize how powerful and effective it is, then shouldn't you embrace it, shouldn't you accept it, shouldn't that catapult you closer to the Qur'an, but even though on one hand they recognized it, they were 
they were too stubborn. Their hearts were too hard to accept going in the right direction, unfortunately. So it wasn't just that they themselves turned away from it, but they would also prevent others from turning towards it. So they would turn away from it and they wanted to keep others to continuously turn away from it as well. Allah describes them. Allah says that in the hereafter, they will be given, quote unquote, rewarded, meaning the, the consequences, based on the worst of what they used to do. This is this concept, this phrasing, this wording does not negate Allah being a Rahman, Allah being a Rahim, Allah being the most gracious, the most merciful. This doesn't negate it. Allah is indeed a Rahman, a Rahim. He's also Al Aziz, Al Mutakabir, Al Jabbar, so on and so forth. So there, there are multiple sides to the situation to reflect on and consider. Here, Allah is making it very clear because they went in the wrong direction and they led other people in the wrong direction as well. For them, for their grade, they're going to be graded based on their worst assignments. They're going to be graded based on the worst of what they used to do. And it's implied the worst thing they used to do, they would turn away from the Qur'an and they would drag others away from the Qur'an as well. Just because as a Muslim, if we say La ilaha illallah, that in and of itself needs to manifest, it needs to come to life, it needs to be put into practice and action. A few ayahs later, the pendulum swings, On the flip side of things, there are those who say their Lord is Allah and they remain steadfast. They remain steadfast on the straight path. They're constantly renewing their hearts and their intentions and they're constantly reminding themselves that whatever decision, whatever word, whatever step, whatever, whatever thing it may be, how does this connect to Allah? How does this affect my relationship with Allah? For better or for worse? If someone gets an invitation on a Friday night to go smoke hookah with their childhood Muslim friends, if they were to think in this way, okay, whatever that decision is, how is that going to affect my relationship with Allah? Clearly not so good. Let me try to pivot. Let me try to make some adjustments. It's not enough for us to just read these ayat and listen to them. And that's a good start. That's good in and of itself without question. It's supposed to permeate and penetrate deeper though. And we're supposed to think in terms of our character. Does our character push people away from the Qur'an? Do our manners as Muslims push people away from the Qur'an? Are we leading ourselves in reality further and further away from the Qur'an? Are we leading a life filled with decisions going away from the Qur'an? And along the way, are we also preventing others from coming closer to the Qur'an? Are we also pushing others away? This concept, there's a lot of depth to it, but we have to reflect on it. And I'll conclude with this, because when the Prophet says in Surah Furqan, وَقَالَ الرَّسُولُ يَا رَبِّ إِنَّ قَوْمِ اتَّخَذُوا هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ مَهْجُورًا Conceptually, that's not limited to the kuffar from Quraysh at the time of the Prophet. There are layers to it. And as a Muslim, the layer that you and I should be reflecting on have I abandoned the Qur'an in practice, in character, even in terms of reading or listening? Or Yes, there is that layer, but far deeper than that. If someone's going through a divorce, are they doing it in a way in accordance with the Qur'an and Sunnah? If someone is going through whatever challenge, are they navigating it in a way that is more Qur'anic or less Qur'anic? There's a spectrum, but this is supposed to be food for thought so we can reflect 
responsibly and to not just always check the box, of course this isn't applying to me. Of course, you know, this is everyone else, but never never anything to reflect on internally. We ask Allah to protect us from that heedlessness. We ask Allah to protect us physically, mentally, spiritually, especially spiritually. We ask Allah to make us people of Qur'an, to help us to read it, to listen to it, to memorize it, to review it, and most importantly, to live it and practice it as best we can. We ask Allah for that for us and our progeny. Amni Rabbil Alameen. Wa akhir da'wan alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen.